was that? I dropped my trainers. Oh. It's me putting, dropping my trainers to put my house slippers on. I'm that <laughs> old. Welcome, welcome. I'm Steve. I'm Kevin. And this is Nerds Talk. So for new listeners, um, we all have our favourite things. So each episode of Nerds Talk, we discuss things that we enjoy and have an interest in. It's not just for entertainment, though. This is serious stuff. Is it? But, yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing this for a joke. Yeah, it's serious. <laughs> serious. Um, to start with, though, I thought um, we, we're going to talk about uh, uh, world wars and conscription and stuff. But um, I thought I'd give you some weird news first, Kev. There's a few hang things. On, hang on, you've just said, uh, you know, this is like a light-hearted, you know, it's it's. And I'm like, I thought it's for a joke, and then the next thing you say is, "Oh, we're going to talk about World War Three. Okay. <laughs> I told you, Steve, serious stuff. <laughs> this is serious. Maybe it isn't a joke. <laughs> Sorry, continue. What do you think about this, right? So, <laughs> so a gran, as in a nana, or like in, you know, grandmother, a, a grandmother. She bat- battered down a door with an axe during during a, a row. Um, so anyway, there's Johnny. Here's <laughs> Jenny. Yeah. So, but get this right. It says grandmother. But she's 20. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, how's that? No, that's impossible. Isn't it? That's what it says. If she had a kid at six... No, how could a 20-year-old... If a 20-year-old <laughs> has a kid at the youngest age of 11... Hold on, let and me that read kid this. had a kid... Let me read this correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a... physically impossible. No, so, no, sorry. Time travel. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They've written it. It's one of those things where you can read it in two different ways. She's a grandmother of 20. She's um she's she's got 20 kids. No, what? she's got 20 grandkids. 20 grandkids. But I can see why you thought you didn't thought... you wouldn't think 20 grandkids. You'd think she's a grandmother of 20 <laughs> until you start adding up like that wouldn't work. But why? I don't even know why that's even relevant. Well, <laughs> She's just a grandmother. It doesn't matter how many kids she's had. <laughs> she's bred. Well done. <laughs> anyway, so this grandmother, <laughs> 20 grandkids, randomly, she smashed, she smashed the bathroom door with an axe after having a drunken water fight with her husband, which got out of control. So she's having a water fight with her husband, gets out of control, she picks up an axe and starts trying to attack him. He runs into the bathroom and she starts smashing it down. She... This is a shining moment. <laughs> she later told the police that she wanted to kill the C-bomb. Um, and she was ordered to wear an electronic tag for 60 days and complete 30 days of rehab after admitting to um, a fray. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on in this world? I mean, um... it, it's, it is, it's something to keep in the back of your mind when you are having a water fight with the missus because, you know, anything could go wrong. Yeah. Um, I just keep... Uh, we don't actually possess an axe. Like, that's the thing. Um, well, you uh, need to get one. I mean, who the hell possesses an axe? I mean, proper manly people in their tool sheds. <laughs> yeah. I've well, never owned it, an axe. The axe I have no need. House. The, uh, an axe would be in your shed, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, a shed. I've got a, I've got a shed. I've got saws and things in there, but I haven't got an axe. But maybe if I chop logs for a fire, I don't know. 
Yeah, but I, either way, whether you live in a flat in a house or whatever, right, your axe is not going to be easily accessible, is it? You know, unless oh, maybe she has the axe just by her bed, just in case. I don't know. I really don't know. <coughs> mm. I don't know certainly had an axe to grind, but I'm well, a lot of people can relate to this one. So one in six office staff have forgotten to mute the mic when insulting a colleague on an online work call. Oh. One in eight has turned off the webcam to take a nap. Um, <laughs> group meeting. Is that you, Kev? <laughs> I've done it for worse. <laughs> I, I heard about... Um... Well, you've got to go, you've got to go. <laughs> <clears throat> Talking about you got to go, you got to go. I heard a really funny story about this guy who um, he got really used to doing online calls uh, during lockdowns. And as soon as he had to start going back to work, um, he got in, and while he was sitting at his desk, he pulled oh, down his pants. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled down his pants. Bit clean. <laughs> and started doing something. Because um, yeah, because he always did that at eleven o'clock. That was his routine. <laughs> that was his excuse. He said, "Oh, I forgot I was at work." <laughs> what? what? I, really... I don't. I'm like that. So no, I don't yeah, know. I reckon he just was bought out in his cubicle, and he got. Oh, it's because I was used to working at home. That's why. And I wonder if he kept his job because of that. <laughs> I just don't know. And like, whoever's yeah. listened to that in OH, and they've gone. Oh, I mean, it is quite possible he just forgot that he was at work, and if he's always doing that at that time, like we'll let you him know, we'll let... <laughs> it's like I always have a like I always go to the loo at a certain time. I like to have my morning poo, for example. But I know that if I'm at my desk at work, that not to poo. Yeah, because you're not sitting on the toilet. You're like, oh, forgot. Can you imagine? Just... Oh, sorry, I forgot. This isn't my toilet. Can you imagine? I forgot this isn't my living room. I walk in the office and I'm like, Kevin, it stinks in here. And you're like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I thought I was working at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One, one more. I'll give you one more. This one's more of an interesting one, really. So octopuses have a favourite arm um, or favourite arms that they to snatch prey with. And uh, just like humans, they are left or right-handed. Um, I wonder if any of them are ambidextrous. I don't think you can say octopi have got hands or arms. They're tentacles, aren't they? Tentacles, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The eight-limb creatures tend to attack with the second arm from the middle. This is Tentacle. Whether they're like uh, left and right-handed. But there's, to me, there's an obvious thing here. It's, it's, um, it's the arms that are uh, sort of central in their field of vision. So of course they're going to use those arms because they can. That's tentacles. Sorry, yeah, tentacles. <laughs> this is like I'm just picturing a cartoon octopus now with like, <laughs> like hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one more. One more. This is um, this is just a silly one. So there was some thieves that stole five hundred thousand pounds worth of cars in Birmingham. Um, and they got arrested at a McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> so these fools, all in their 20s, I think there's five of them, um, were followed after a garage break-in, and uh, police later found that they had taken more than 20 cars from across the West Midlands, and they admitted theft and were jailed for na- a total of 19 years. My um, God. The guy, who, uh, the guy whose um, garage it was, 
followed them, and then they, they nicked the car and then thought, oh, we'll have a McDonald's. So they drove through, and <laughs> this guy's on the phone to the police at the same time going, yeah, they've just pulled it into the McDonald's drive through <laughs> Food was their downfall. Food was their downfall. <laughs> that, that McDonald's cost them their liberty. Oh, yeah. Hang on. 19 years because she stole some cars. Well, they I'm stole like, a lot of cars. You get that, that for murder. You get less for murder, don't you? That is true. 14 years? Well, how yeah. could like you get more for theft than you would for murdering someone? Exactly. and you, I mean, you could easily argue that you've affected a lot less people by nicking 20 cars than you have by murdering someone. Yeah, because they're going to be insured. I'm not justifying nicking these are cars, cars from garages. But... These are cars from garages. These these aren't like cars from just people's drives. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't condone crime of any kind, but I just wonder about how do you get 19 years for that, but then you get you could potentially get seven years or 14 years for murder. Yeah. I, I don't know. You get I, I, I you get less for rape. <laughs> so the deterrent is like, oh, you know, it's more of a deterrent for you not to steal cars, less of a deterrent to rape. Yeah, and we know we all know how bad the um, conviction rates are for rape. You know, it, it, I, I, everything's the wrong way around, isn't it? It's all, it's almost like I don't know if you've ever noticed this, right? But it's it, it seems like you get people who might. <clears throat> crime might be the first time could be a mistake it could be and and they've they've just kind of because they're not used to you know being master criminals they just they go along with it they admit everything and they're like oh okay and uh and they get really harsh sentences and then you get people who commit crimes all the time and they just don't admit anything and they just get off with everything too Uh there's a lesson for you there Obviously, disclaimer, I'm not suggesting that anyone should rape people over stealing a car. If you're going to do one or the other, definitely steal the car. <laughs> if you're going to do one, don't, just don't commit crime. Nobody commit crime. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, don't, like, just don't. <laughs> I don't want to be blamed for, like, well, you told us we should either, like, rape someone or steal a car, so I made the decision. Yeah. Don't do either. Don't do either. I'm not saying either. <laughs> Draw a line under it. Move on. Yeah, let's move on. I heard that you um, have done something with the VR bedroom. No. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's called, uh, yeah, it's called EMU VR. And what it, is, what it is, is basically it's like a virtual reality bedroom. And it's like you can decorate the walls, you can put old TVs in there, and it emulates old games, so you can put old consoles in there and video recorders and things. So you're literally in this virtual reality bedroom that you've sort of like designed and created, and you've got like um, <clears throat> you can you literally take say for a PlayStation One emulator that I've got in there, you take a disc out off the shelf of the game you want to play, you go to the PS1 console, you literally open the console up by pressing the button as you would on the normal PS1, put the disc in, turn the power on and turn the TV on, and then you're literally playing in virtual reality a, a game on the PS1 on an old CRT TV. Cool. Um, is this So is this <clears throat> similar to your virtual arcade? Yeah, it's uh, but it's on a small. It, this does like console emulation, 
So I've got like a Mega Drive SNES, PlayStation 1, um, and it, it's literally like one room. So it's like recreating like a childhood bedroom kind of thing, but it's awesome. all in virtual reality. It's so cool. Um, so I've got like a, my bed's got Star Wars bed sheet on there, which is pretty cool. Um, I've got like posters all over the wall. Um, oh, it's so awesome. I'll have to like do a video of a tour of this bedroom when I finish Wait. it because you can add props and things to it now as well. So I've got like a lava lamp that I've got like you've, I've actually even got recreations of like an old Game Boy box, the original box that the Game Boy came in that you can take off and look at, look at and examine and stuff. Well, you're you've got two videos to do now. You need to do the VR um, arcade and now the VR bedroom. It's coming. Um, it sounds good, but it's it's like. If you've read the book Ready Player One, where they've got like hangout rooms there where they can oh, play yeah. old video games, watch old movies and stuff, all within their like their little um, virtual reality area that they've created and invite other people in. It's it's getting towards what Ready Player One was. All they need now is to be able to like pick up old books and read them on and all that old magazines. So the nostalgia element that you can revisit all this stuff in VR. Yeah, this reminds me of. What was it? Remember the PlayStation had a PlayStation Room? Yes. What was, it? was it just called PlayStation it, Room? Yes, Home or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, similar nobody, to that. Yeah, similar to that, but like nobody used it probably because like very few people had VR. <laughs> I don't even think it was in VR. The PlayStation. No, it wasn't. And it I was. It was quite. It was kind of useless. Yeah. But, but sounds this... good. This is good because it's on the PC and they've got developers can add a little like mods to it so they can add new props and things to it. So all the time they're adding more things. And you can download your own like ROM games of any system and emulate it. So it's, it's literally playing on old TV screens. I even done some movies in there as well. So you put your movies in there and they go on to visit, like VHS cassette tapes that you've actually got to pick up push into an old VHS player and press play. Um, But the the spookiest thing is I'd forgot there was a spooky mode on it, right? So random spooky events can happen within like the game if you have it ticked. So I put a tape in to watch, I think it was like an old Van Damme movie or something. So I was like, click play. And instead of the film coming on that I expected, it started showing like all those images from the film The Ring, you know, the black and white <laughs> images of like the girl staring at you and the picture of the yeah. well and the centipede crawling across the floor and weird, creepy images. I'm like, what the hell is this? I quickly stopped oh, it. I'm like, huh, huh, played it again. And obviously, this movie played. I'm like, and then oh, yeah, it's a spooky mode. Maybe you should have left it out. because what would be so cool is if you're on the, if you're like, you're in your VR world, right? You put you put your VHS tape in. You're watching the old TV, and all of a sudden these these images come up, and then the girl from the ring actually crawls out of the TV towards you. That that could have you, <coughs> that that would be absolutely awesome, unless of course you're a wimp. Yeah, it would have been pretty <laughs> awesome. It did creep me out though watching that because I was not expecting. I forgot about all of that. It was just literally, I thought, have I downloaded the wrong movie or something? Or put the wrong, and somehow that's got on there. Is it a virus? What the hell is it? So it's the ring. <laughs> it's the ring. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the uh-huh. dog's barking at pigeons. I'll tell you what, my <laughs> ring was um, pulsating a little bit after that one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something 
actually serious there. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's 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 move on then um and talk about uh the serious stuff. So recently there's a um some colonel or someone from the military in the UK had mentioned had he'd said that because the the military are quite short staffed that um uh, I think he was talking about um bringing in like national service yeah, and conscription and conscription I think they're both two different things aren't they national services oh yeah something you do at a certain age and conscription is like right everybody has to to do it I think um, yeah, national services. Once you hit eighteen, you've got to do two years in the army, yeah. and then you've done your two years, um, yeah. and then conscription is right. You're going to war. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, oh, actually, I'll, 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 we'll start. We'll start with that actually, because it's 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 created um, it's created a, a, a media thing, hasn't it? So everyone's starting to talk about it now, and it's almost like you know when people talk about manifestation, like you can manifest good things yeah. in your life all you have to do is keep talking about it or keep keep visualizing it and this is um it feels to me like this is the kind of thing that could eventually happen just by the media going on about it and then everyone talking about it the next thing you know the government go yeah yeah we need to uh we need to do this but um so conscription it's also known as like dr- uh, the draft in some countries yeah uh conscription itself is the it's a state mandated enlistment of people in the national service, um, so specifically like the military service. So I'm assuming they might they could do this for anything really. Like we need more plumbers and <laughs> just conscript people yeah. to do plum, plumber training. Um, so it essentially means requiring citizens to join the armed forces for a set period of time, during usually during wartime, um, or when facing like a like a oh this is interesting thing or. Um, facing a perceived national threat perceived as an excellent word i think to use there yeah um so there's a couple of points that we need to consider um it's mandatory so unlike voluntary enlistment conscription's compulsory for it's compulsory for eligible citizens so um so they would have to meet a criteria typically based on like age gender and health sort of thing um there's a military focus, so in most cases it applies to to the military service through like um, uh, oh well, alternative service options for um, uh, oh, it doesn't matter for that bit, but um, so yeah, so it's focused on military service, um, and I, I had a quick look at to see like um. Well, we'll talk about this in a second, right? Because I, I, I was, I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I wanted to see, I wanted to sort of work out what would happen if the citizens just went, now we're not doing it. <laughs> mm. So, um, uh, but conscription has existed throughout history. It's still practicing some countries today. Um, and there are ethical and social arguments, both for and against conscription. Um, but it's often like centered around individual liberties um and sort of the, the the actual effectiveness of those kinds of sort of systems because if you i don't know let's just say um conscription came in and they said right all, all um all of you illegal immigrants that have uh, been uh, been coming in there you go 
uh, you have citizenship, but you are conscripted to the military, and uh, off you go. Bye. Mm. Well, I mean, some would argue that actually that that might not help the military anyway. Um, and uh, and there's there's a lot of things to consider as well, isn't there? Like training. Not everyone can just like uh, go all right then, pick up a gun and <laughs> and do it. Not everyone's fit. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose there are a lot of problems with it. Well, yeah, and I, I always think that if your heart's not really in something, you're not going to give it a hundred percent anyway, are you? No, exactly. I imagine it's like I imagine like say back in when uh, the old propaganda of the wartime, like, do your duty. You can be part of um, defending your country. And it's like riling you up like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And there wasn't yeah. as much, I don't know, you didn't have as much luxuries back then anyway. So it isn't like, oh, I'm going to go and be a hero and come back a hero. It was like, you weren't going to miss out on your TV shows or your soap operas or... <laughs> You know your your other bits that you've got now. You'd be like, "Oh, I get fed three meals a day in the army, where we're lucky to get two meals now, and we get guaranteed meat with every meal." What's not to like? And they even give you a free pack of fags. Way. <laughs> and and if you were uh, in if you were a Nazi, you would get free meth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still. Um, you oh, could wow. actually back back in those days, you could. Uh, just go along to the pharmacy and buy some meth. <laughs> well, I've got a bit of a, you know, a bit of a shoulder pain. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can, you need some meth for that. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. In, well, um, so the Nazis, they were given, it was all part of their, um, their kits. They would get some meth. <laughs> anyway, it was, to, it was to keep them awake longer. Obviously, um, it wasn't, it wasn't really seen as um, a, like the kind of drug that we know it to be now, but it was a way to, um, Keep them, keep them more focused, and keep them awake longer, so that they could fight longer. You ready? Now, don't you be oh. taking too much of this meth and get out a bad addiction to it, okay? <laughs> Just take it when you need it. Okay. <laughs> How do I know when I need it? You start shaking and getting a bit of a sweat. On. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's the way to get like drug addicts into the army. Now, you join the army, fight for your country, you get some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Meth's easier though. You can just like. Isn't it easier to take? I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on this. Like, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how drugs are they use. I think they use methadone to get people off of heroin. But I've heard, and I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but I've heard that methadone is more addictive than what heroin is. But they can't give you heroin because that's elite. It would be illegal. So they give you methadone, yeah. a worse drug. Yeah, but isn't meth? Isn't methadone different to? I don't know. I'd have to look this up. I, Somebody, I think they, they you... use methadone to get you off heroin, but I think the ironic thing that I was reading is that well, that's probably more addictive for them than what the heroin was. Yeah, Something method... weird like that. Isn't methadone's different to like crystal meth, though, isn't it? And... Uh, crystal. Oh, me... yeah. I'm... Yeah, that you. All right. Yeah. So methadone and I suppose like your crack pipe. Um, oh, I don't know enough about any of that. Yeah, any any drug experts? Let us know um, the differences because we have got no clue. But if you think yeah, about, oh, oh, are you so the Nazi one? Are they when you say they're giving them? They're not giving. Are they giving them meth? As in not methadone, but as in crack pipe, like yeah, like um, things that they. I, 
I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly. I think they might have smoked it or something. But um, uh, I'm thinking then methadone. I think it's like a heroin type thing. But then crystal meth, it's like your crack, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll go with that. Either way, awake. either way, it's bad. It's bad for <laughs> you. Very bad for you. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a problem with like crack. It's very Moorish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you think about, I mean, not just the crack addiction or the, or the heroin or the meth addiction, but if you think about like the, how conscription might might disrupt your whole life. So I was thinking that, um, you know, like just simple things, personal plans. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. me doing me, me doing me music and stuff. Um, yeah, or I can't podcasts. do it anymore. I, yeah, Sorry, I can't do the podcast. I'm going to war. Yeah, and I might not be back. <laughs> well, I think um, little things like oh, your routine at the moment, like there's say two of you, and oh, I've got to someone has to drop the kids off at school on that day because I'm at work. Yeah. Okay, but exactly. now I'm not going to be around to help out because I'm off to war. Well, how yeah. do I? Who does the childcare because I can't afford childcare anymore? Yeah. Because I relied on us having two parents. Yeah, and these are the things that you would consider if you were joining the military because you wanted to. But, you know, if, if you're getting forced to do it, um, it's a different story, isn't it? It's, it's a different world and society than what it was during like, World War One and World War Two. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that we've had such sort of a long sort of that period of well, I say peace there's still been wars but no sort of requirement of like personally getting involved in wars it's all sort of like oh it's happening far away we don't have to deal with it or get conscripted to it yeah and, and so they've not I think they've not had to run any of the propagandas or anything like that um, and it's interesting it's almost like to me <clears throat> back then the propaganda would have been like, do your job for your country, be a real man and pushing masculinity, where it seems of recent years, all your media, the propaganda is pushed to being less masculine. Masculinity is bad. It's toxic. Being yeah. more feminine. Women are stronger. Almost to the point of the propaganda is to not want you to go to war. Yeah. Yeah. So how, I mean, if, if, if that's the case, then how are they meant to convince people? You can't, they just to go, I mean, have we, is, are there enough police in the country to be able to even police it if somebody went, uh, nah, I'm not doing it? Uh, well, I don't think, I've always thought how, I thought, well, I wouldn't, like, if they made me go fight in a war in, like, in Ukraine, I, thought, I wouldn't do that. Like, send me to prison, you'll never get everyone in prison. But I yeah. think they'd be more clever about that. I'd be like, sorry, we're shutting your bank accounts down then. You've got yeah. no access to funds. You can't feed your family or clothe yourself. Yeah. All those luxuries are gone. But to get all of that back, you just got to go over there and fight for a year. You know and what they your need to do? will be look after, looked after. But oh. You know what they need to do? They need to bring in CBDCs as soon as possible, central bank digital currencies. They need to bring them in as soon as possible. Have we talked about CBDCs yet? I think we have before on cryptocurrencies and things. Because yeah. the gov, yeah, because the, the government could completely program them all, and they would go right conscription um, come in. Otherwise, your uh, your access to currency uh, is is no no more. Or yeah, programmable um, currency. So 
Yeah, yeah, right. So we're shutting down all your luxuries. You can only use your currency through this digital currency scheme um, on essentials and food, but you're limited to what food you can buy per week. So you can't have any meat. Don't think you're having loads of meat or anything. Yep, exactly. So if you want this like to end, you're going to have to like go and fight. All you've got to do is go out for a year. You come back, you, you won't have to do that again. You've got all your credit systems restored to what it was, and you'll get a bonus for whilst you're fighting out there. Yeah. Oh, you'd be like, oh, well, when you put it that way, maybe I... A nice digital bonus. That's what yeah, everyone it's wants. Year, yeah, it's a, it's a year's worth, and I've got no life here because I can't do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> if you think about it, no one, not everyone is... I mean, if just thinking about the military service in the first place, I used to be in the RAF, so you know I've got a bit of experience about being in being in the military. But not everyone is emotionally or physically suited to to just be there. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, in, in a lot of ways, you could be isolated. Um, and if you're the kind of person that suffers from anxiety and stuff, then it it could be more difficult. You're not around your family. You sort of create a, a, you know family and friends while you're in there, but um, well, uh, yeah, what about so on. Yeah, on. so on that note, like a generation you've got today. So apparently, if you read enough memes online, you know that this generation are so weak because when we were kids, we would drink out of the neighbours' hose pipes and ate <laughs> mud and stuff like that, and we were tough. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't know anyone that used to drink out of a hose pipe when <laughs> I was a kid, but there we are. Um, I do my. My son, one of them anyway, he um he, he licks everything and eats anything and drinks anything from anywhere. Oh. He's basically like a dog. Oh. But house yeah. trained. He's <laughs> he's a house trained dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I, I can relate to that one really. But <laughs> um But yeah, but I, also, it's like we we, yeah, we add the generation you've got now without all of their little gadgets, their luxuries and things that we've had. Oh, we've had a golden era in this country, haven't we? Like central heating, yeah. oh yeah, TV, multiple TV channels, so you're not limited to like three or four channels. Gaming yeah. that is a next level of gaming you've got now. Um, Man, I, th- I, 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 tr- I truly believe that we're probably in the gen the the area of like the generation where we've had a taste of thing of, of time without computer without the, the level of computer games we've got now but without computer games uh without mobile phones and all of the all of these new things and changes have come in while while we've been alive to actually experience the changes so yeah. um i always like i always tend to think that when we're old when we're like 90 we we're not going to be like the current sort of 90 year old generation where you know they don't like change they don't like this they don't like that it's better than the old days that kind of thing we're, we're so used to change that we'll be kind of even at 90 we'll be going oh this is awesome vr headset just come out or or like um you know yeah. probably floating by then oh there's this teleportation device that you can <laughs> use well, like, yeah I, I suppose it's like with you see the uh, if i'm in a shop i'm like oh my god this old woman in front she's looking for coins from her wallet struggling to get the right change like where i'm like tap i use my phone just to tap done walk out yeah that could be our downfall as a convenience could be our downfall though 
But we, we, I think it would be easier for us to adapt and go backwards. If all of a sudden uh, internet was gone, it wouldn't be like a, an episode of South Park where yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> you're Randy <laughs> running around like uh, having to move move south just so you can find some porn. <laughs> yeah. I hear they got some internet down in California way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, it, we we were like, oh well, looks like we haven't got any internet for a while then, and then I just know, like I, get on with it. I'd be a bit sort of worried because I've got so used to those luxuries now, like Kindle. I re- all my books are read on a Kindle now. Um, oh, you see, but, but what I do is, well, yeah, if I like a book, I'll buy it. I'll buy the physical book. Because I now look for like a special edition or a signed edition or something. Um, so I've, I've, I mean, I've got a, a half <coughs> decent collection of, probably a half decent collection of books, really, because that's the way oh. I do it. But I, I know what you mean, though. There's plenty of people who have no books at all and they just they like reading, but it's all on a Kindle. But I, I used to buy DVDs and videos all the time. It's very yeah. rare that I buy any of that now. Only if it's a, a some I really lo- I love that film. It's a classic. Like I bought the Lord of the Rings on 4K. Um, because I thought I would have owned that, yeah. And so, like, there's certain films aren't built equally or aren't made as equal as others. Um, that and that's one film to rule them all. Uh, <laughs> but most of my other stuff, I just I find it's like it just stacks up my house, like, too much stuff everywhere. I don't like it, but I have got yeah. my classic collection of old fighting fantasy books and all that I like still, and I mm. like collecting like the board games and stuff like that. So, they're but if the internet went, I spend most of my days on YouTube or streaming stuff. Um, you know, ah, well, in, in that sense, you know what would happen then, don't you? You would only have access to the radio. People would have to, um, people would have to uh, create, uh, you know, like we've gone from um, just having a, like four channels to having five channels. Whoa. To all of a sudden having hundreds of channels, right? And then the mainstream media, every, people are moving away from the mainstream media because, you know, they boring. think believe that yeah, born, but also too tied up in what uh, the government narrative is, and then so you're looking for alternative media, and then you find that on YouTube. So what? I, what yeah, would I probably can find happen? custom custom programming for me on YouTube. I can I want to watch something about I don't know metal detected or something. Boom, is something there where you yeah. could be flicking through all the channels looking for something that fits what you're interested in at that time. Like, well, there's nothing there. But Haven't someone you talked about this done before it. though. It's too much choice as well, though. So what would happen is everything would go down. Oh, I don't have the TV, don't have my phone. Um, oh, God, I feel a bit bored now. This is weird. I can't just, like, watch things. But what people would do was uh, they would, um, they'd find radios, two-way radios and stuff, and they would start creating their own channels on the radio. <laughs> it would um, be local yeah. channels, though. And then me and you would be, um, we, me and you'd be on the radio just talk, chatting over walkie-talkie. <laughs> I, I think I'd probably get more done if I didn't have the internet things. Like I'd go out, yeah. more gym work, maybe some more housework yeah. that I put off rather than being distracted all the time by that is just true. rubbish. But also because maybe, let's just, you know, if we let's just imagine we didn't have loads of people going, oh, well, I'll just create my podcast on, on the radio, broadcast it live. Um uh, what you might end up going back to is this, um, you know, a very select uh, set of channels that just pump out a very similar um, piece of information, a very similar narrative. And then next thing you know, you're back into this zone of 
years and years ago when you could introduce conscription and um and people would go yeah there, that's right because everyone believed the narrative everyone you know they're yeah, on board limit, with it you're limiting your people's information so yeah like if there was no like alternative views in ukraine you'd be like my god russia's so evil they have to be stopped yeah and yeah it was exactly interesting thought the other day like going back to like the wars and that and you're like if we as the West invade a country that's like Afghanistan or Iraq, it's liberating, we're liberating them. But if uh-huh. Russia decide to do their foreign policy and decide to go in and take control of a country, that's an invasion and they're evil. And yeah, I've but got... also, but also um, it, when Russia, Russia are doing this, and some people would say it's because the Americans and us, to a, a large extent, have pushed them into it. So yeah. it's, it's it's almost like a reaction to to what the Americans um, were doing, and then we and then we say how evil Putin is. Well, he might not be a good guy, but, but like I don't think any of the country leaders are good guys. Like at no, the minute, Joe Biden, he's not a good guy. He's dodgy. His whole family are dodgy, aren't they? Well, he doesn't even know where he is after time. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> exactly, puppet. Some people would say a puppet of Obama, but. Yeah, exactly. Some... I've heard that actually. Someone else said that to me the other day. Yeah, because he's uh, apparently still controlling things behind the scenes. And um, interesting thing about Obama, um, he got uh, was he nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? But he had the most um, wars, I think. In had the most wars, killed he? killed the most children, and killed people on American soil. Yeah, ordered the 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 killing of um, a lot of people. Interesting, and but yet because he was charismatic him, yeah. and a, seen as a cool guy, people were like, "Yeah, he was. He was a good one. He was good." But that—that's I, I. I mean, I'm not really into American politics, but I always people are like, when you mention Trump, people are instantly, "Oh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> like horrible, misogynistic. He's that. He's this. He's terrible. We're in trouble if he gets in power." And you're like, "Well, why? What exactly don't you like about him?" Well, he's misogynistic. He's he's like hates everyone and like like but but they can't actually that they're saying this stuff. I think because they've been manipulated to say by the media and the propaganda, this is yeah. a bad man. I mean, I don't yeah. know that much about him, but you think he didn't start any wars when he was in the presidency. He yeah. put in a lot of rights and things as far as I'm aware and actually fulfilled a lot of his electoral promises and like the, a lot of the gump that you see that Biden makes they sort of gloss over it when he goes off on his ranting rambles and things off script they sort yeah. of, if that hadn't been Trump they'd have been all over it but cool. then I, I see the, this is how I think propaganda works now it's different to like in your face like be a hero go to war they'll they put it with messaging within TV programs and things. So yeah. and I'll go back to Doctor Who a lot. I remember when it was really popular and fashionable to hate Trump. And they basically had a parody of Trump in a Doctor Who episode. And there was lots of little messages about, oh, that orange man in the White House and things like that throughout the series. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. you, you can see like, lots of kind of little bits sprinkled throughout it and you're like this is propaganda that we've yeah. been sprinkled in but it's subtle and I that think is... that what you've got now with like the toxic masculinity and it's toxic to be male and all that has been filtered in 
to a lot of media, and I think the propaganda now, whatever their plan is, it's it seems to have been to demasculinize men. But yeah. I don't get why if you then in a few years you're looking at conscriptions and the idea of men fighting or for war. I think why are you going down that path? Think about this conspiracy theory here, right? Think about this though. This has all been pushed and slowly, um, slowly sort of changing the way people think throughout the years, and um, even more, even sort of quicker, I would say, through um, you know everyone having a computer screen in the hand all, all the time. Well, um, think about this, right? This could be uh, a total psyop. The whole thing, like they, um, uh, another country slowly starts to manipulate um, what they call consensus. It's not really consensus. What happens is there's a, a minority of people who are the loudest um, who take over what everybody thinks because um, they are the loudest. And it's not really what everybody thinks, but I think the majority of people just go, yeah, whatever. And then there is then there's these two factions of minorities who, um, uh, not minorities as in, you know, uh, ethnic minorities, but just a minority of people. I'm th- I'm talking about ide- ideologies, really. But you have like two extremes who are always at war, always fighting against each other. One believes this extreme, the other one believes that. What if if one believes that? Um, what's that thing? It was I think it was Tom McDonald's song or something. Um, if if one believes that breathing's a good thing, the other one will put a bag over their head. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind yeah. of mentality. But there's probably the majority of people in the middle who are like what are they arguing about now? And they just kind of, a lot of people ignore it, don't even sort of know the, the ins and outs of it. And then mainstream media just keeps churning these divisive things, keeping everyone polarized, you know, maintaining this divide. But think about this. It's a different, it could be China. It could be, uh, it could be the Russians or something, right? It could, it could be like a, uh, uh, like a, um, another country with a different type of culture who are like, Let's destroy these these Western fools, <laughs> no. and and they're just implanting and slowly changing people and making you know just totally destabilizing um, a society. Which I mean, oh. you see it more in America, I would say, but um, uh, but you know, maybe, maybe that's all we're seeing. Maybe it's all fake. Maybe all these things that we keep seeing on the news that they keep reporting on on a daily basis. Maybe maybe that isn't what is actually happening. Like I said, the majority of people aren't taking part in arguments about, um, you know, about, just about uh, ideological things, about politics. Most people aren't bothered. Well, maybe interesting. I was watching something about the Chinese influence with Disney. Now, uh-huh. apparently, a lot of Disney films had a strong market in China, and they were using... Um, Think they were using tra- no, Transformers movies as an example, and they were saying that um, when it came to like the last two Transformer movies, China had an influence in what they wanted to get out there. And so there's, I think the like, I haven't seen the Transformer films, but the clip was they were showing the Chinese government as in we need to act fast and like help out like America, and they were showing the Chinese military as very strong and stuff like that to push like China are strong. China isn't, are. And that isn't that on, in. but isn't that on the Chinese edit? Cause they always do that. Don't they? Like they have an American no, think, version of a film and then, then China no, will no, have this a, is, a slightly separate one. This is because this is like the, the funding that they're now giving 
into Disney this, and the Disney is this World to do with ESG? The, possibly, but the, the interesting <laughs> one was uh, Iron Man 3, they had a Chinese guy scientist that had helped remove someone from Tony Stark and mm-hmm. he was drinking milk a lot. And what they were saying is that in China there was some kind of a contamination of some milk formula or something that put people off drinking milk and so they had a problem selling milk so then they started oh we need to put these subtle things within like oh look this scientist drinks milk and they ran that whole thing about iron man drinks milk and that's mad disney to filter it in there because it's a bigger sell to china yeah so it's almost like um it's it's like a so it's almost like a thing that they do that doesn't affect the storyline but they put but, it in so that it. Oh, that's why a lot of manipulate. people say like the. Well, what's the point in changing the sex of that character if it adds nothing to the storyline? They're not trying to add anything to the storyline. They're trying to play off certain divisions and things. Yeah, just like, just like Doctor Who. Oh God, let's not talk about Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> well, so going back to conscription, though, I mean, this is all like it's all relevant, isn't it? Like. All of these, uh, you know, dumbing down um, a masculine attitude sort of thing. Or um, I think that, that that potentially leads to problems with um, military training. So if you're conscripting a load of people, they'll go in and they'll all have these like wildly different ideas about um, what it is to be, what it is to be a man or what it is to be a woman. And then um, how does that play out when all of a sudden you're <clears throat> training them all? Because what you're doing is you're shaving everyone's head and training them all to be prop to be soldiers. And, well, um, I yeah, I I don't think that the the conscription thing they actually are serious about that. I think the idea yeah. of them to start spout, spouting all of that is is a to make the general population. Oh my god, this it, it's wars coming, war is coming. Oh my god, we better make sure we fund the military. So the military are wanting more funding. So what do the military do? Put the threat of conscription on. And if oh, Russia are going to sweep through and invade the entire of Europe and take it all over, oh, my God, we've got to fund more money into the military so that we don't have to go out and fight. I think that's what it's it doing. Is... Because if I, I was worrying about it at one point. But I thought it's been a year and Russia are still tied up in Ukraine. Was it two, one, two years? And that's yeah. so what are they expected once they take Ukraine, they're then going to now invade all the other states. I'm like, well, I don't it's know. I don't under, think so. Getting on three years now, isn't it? I think yeah, the, because um, what's that? What's their ultimate goal? Like the whole world relies on each other's trade. So if you then take over our countries, what you, you how does it work? You steal their resources, or well, you've just made a good point with something I was going to talk about. Actually, it's like the it's like societal impact. So um. Uh, firstly, like they've created a, a talking point about the military, which in itself could encourage people to join the military. Yeah. So, so I mean, if if it's if it's about marketing, then um, it would be really interesting to see the the figures for how many people joined. If all of a sudden there's a spike in the amount of people joining, that would that would be like oh, job done. They've done a good job there. But the other thing that you mentioned um, about the um, economic impacts, isn't it? It's, um, it it means that they've created a they've created a perceived problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be a problem, but they've they've created it in the public eye and the the government being 
pop as pop populist as they are, they um they go, oh my god, this is an issue. They're talking about it on the news now. So um, we need to do something about. It. Okay, increase the the costs to increase the military budget. Um, so they start piling, diverting cash away somewhere else, and piling into the or, into the uh, in the military. Or the government want to pile more money into the military, but they know at the moment people probably know we don't want to go. Well, we don't even involve that. So then they start getting it out there. Oh, you know, you've got a weak nation now. We, we're so weak, we're, we're open to invasion. So they have ah. us saying, yes, yes, put that money, send more money to Ukraine. Because yeah. they know that's oh, maybe. a popular policy at the moment. They sent two yeah. billion to Ukraine. You're like, and people are starving here and going poor here. You're like, ah, we have to do that because we're looking at the conscription now because Russia are going to be the big threat now. They're going to invade. So that's why we need to send more of your money across to Ukraine. To keep Russia tied up. Well, I think you you could be right, but also think about this, right? Because of the um, the uh, ideological divides in society at the minute, um, this whole debate could create a set of people who are like, "I'm not joining," (laughs) and then a set of people who go, "Well, I definitely am now," (laughs) just because you're not, I am. You know what I mean? So that also it could create a whole load of people. Here's an interesting, and here's an interesting thing when you think about like what you've said there. So, if you remember a certain um, situation between 2020 and 2022, where there was certain things going on and certain people were being encouraged to take a medical procedure, um, <laughs> yeah. those people that were refusing to take said medical procedures had people that were taking the medical procedures having a go at them and blaming them for it still not going away. And then wanting, those people were being told they should be excluded from society, they should be stopped from yep. travelling. And it was the people policing the other people with the government sitting back, knowing they've created a massive division of people there. And ultimately, the louder voices were the ones that were taking the medical procedure trying to have a go at those that weren't taking the medical procedure into shame. A similar sort yeah. of thing probably happened with conscription. I'm wow, doing my that... bit. And they had people saying, "I'm. we're all doing our bit to save Gran. Why aren't you doing your bit? You're a granny yeah. killer. It, it seems like a really good way to, a really good mechanism of control, isn't it? Let's create an issue and um, encourage the division in I'd thought population to police themselves with it yeah which is they've already oh. done the blueprint for that and it worked and the, probably the same thing we think oh it never happened conscription today but the same thing probably happened during the world first two wars like i'm doing my bit why aren't you doing your bit is people like you that are going to cause this country to fall to pieces because you're not doing your bit and then replace that with the modern day version of what you had in 2020. I'm doing my bit by having all this medical procedures. You're not. You're causing this, or you're causing this. People lost friends, family over it all. Yeah. Nearly lost well, their th- jobs. How about this though? How would you? How would you try and if you thought right, we really need to do something here? Um, um, oh, oh, that's the thing from a, um, a conspiracy point of view, right? You've got um, a government who want to control its citizens and 
they're not they're not being as obedient as, as we as we want them to be. So uh, we've got wars going on. This is good. Everyone's been really like we managed to manipulate everyone into being supportive of this war. And but that's waning now. Uh, we need them. We need to get them all rallied together. How are we going to do it? They're not listening. The div- maybe the division, creating division in society hasn't worked. We're going to have to create um, a, a, a real reason for people to get behind this idea. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean creating a um, creating a, um, a, a disaster, creating a something, a, an event, which makes everyone go, "Oh my God, this is terrible. We need to we need to do something about this." I'm I'm signing up. Get them on board. Like what? What does what does it mean? Well, I mean, I I think at the moment that all of this, like, it's got us talking about oh, World War Three conscriptions, and oh my God, Russia again. They're gonna, and then we're at war with Iran with the Houthis or whatever they're called. Like Red Sea are yeah. under attack, and oh my God, look at that! Look that way! Look that way! Keep looking that way. Because what we're not being reporting on is all across France at the moment, um, the farmers are doing mass protests. Oh, they basically blockaded. Yeah, it's all over. They basically the farmers have blockaded Paris. They brought military vehicles in to take try and take control. They've got fifteen thousand police deployed around Paris at the moment to deal with it. Um, and this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We're not reporting on that. We're like, look at the wars, look at the world war, look at that. Rather than uh, the whole thought that, hang on, why are the uh, farmers upset? You know, yeah, that, oh, we so don't, that, that, that they feed us. Like, what are we doing? Is it a bit like um, the the Canadian truckers protesting? Um, and so they don't want that scenario because they they gain loads of support. So they yeah. don't want it. They don't want that kind of support for yeah. for these farmers on these protests. So they go, look over here, look over here, everyone, look, look. There's something else going on. We've created an issue over here, um, just so everyone goes what, 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 and then completely yeah, so, ignores all of that. Well, can you imagine it? Like we, you, if the general population knew the threat that they're under at the moment, so they basically it's night nitro fertilizer or something like that. It's yeah. gone up from like 150 dollars per ton to 700 dollars per ton, all <laughs> under the name of like carbon reducing their carbon, uh, and the farmers net can't zero again. It. Yeah, net zero. Farmers can't afford it, so of course, well, they cut. They're not going to be able to feed the planet. So, you, yeah. if you, your farmers don't farm and produce food, they create a famine situation. Now, if people knew exactly what's going on, there'd be more uproar. And I think what you've got worrying and about people, lockdown or whatever. But Kev, people don't believe it. So people, people are, are that bought <clears throat> into um, a, a, a certain side. It's the division thing again. People are, are so bought into a certain side. Instead of like listening to it to another another tale, like you know, there's always a there's always two two stories. Like in science, they're always debating stuff. You know, maybe one theory, someone will have another theory. But um, uh, they yeah, the people have bought into it so much that they will not, they just will not go back on that because they've invested things in. They've actually probably fallen out with friends falling out with family members so they've got to that point right where they're not going to listen anymore because yeah. they, it's it's too much for them to handle <laughs> to to go oh no i was wrong or maybe or not even that they were wrong but just to admit that they hadn't considered another side and but, um uh, i'm always yeah, suspicious but... of governments and, and world leaders who want a specific thing and really push hard for it 
Yeah, and you're like, I just think at the moment that if you do just get your news from your newspapers and the news that is on the TV, and you're you think anyone that looks at anything beyond those are conspiracy nutcases, then why am I government going to lie to me? That is what I'm being told is true. Why do I need to go and seek any more information on that? Yeah. And those people aren't seeing all of the. Um, yeah, they're, they're not seeing all of the stuff that's going on around the world with the farming stuff. And I, well, I, 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 always, I think there's a sinister infiltration of all governments at the moment. And I think it's a World Economic Forum that are pushing their ideas oh. on net zero. Oh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah, with his Darth Vader costume. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up now because I hadn't actually heard of the, the farmer protest in, um, in France. Really interested in that. But think about this. Let's move on to, like, um, uh, what would happen if the government failed to convince everybody and citizens just decided that, no, uh, this conscription thing, we're just not going to do it. We don't believe it. We don't believe uh, what you're telling us. So um, so, I was, so I was looking at, like, what, what could actually happen? And um, so first of all, like a government, the government would have to respond in some kind of way. They would have to like try and address sort of everyone's concerns, um, and they would probably add like exception, exemptions, and they would sort of modify the um, conscription terms to try and make it sound more not more appealing, but more kind of um, easier to swallow. So like shorter service or like alternatives to like uh, the combat role. So a lot of people will be going, I'm not running out there with a gun to, to get shot to for what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, 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 so, no. Um, so you'll have to just control this drone from this office here and this base yeah. and just stay away abroad for about six months. Fly, learn how to fly the drone strikes and just you'll be in charge of that. Yeah, I'll do that. Rather yeah, than right. take this <laughs> rifle and go and stand in that trench in the freezing cold and try not to get shot, lads. There you go. Here's a pack yeah. of cigarettes to keep yeah. your spirits up and some meth. <laughs> and just all, 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 all think, you know, feel good in the knowledge that there's uh, big companies making loads of money out of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but the, the other thing is like enforcement. So they could choose to, um, they, I, I don't like give fines. If you don't want to do it, you get fined or even in prison <laughs> or, yeah. um, or even force you. But I always come back to the whole thing. Okay, fines. Right. We get fined for everything anyway, right? All right. Finers. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> that, yeah. But a lot of, a lot of people, that could ruin a lot of people's lives as well because they might have a, a mortgage that they've got to pay for if the fine is so. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They've got families risky. that they've got to look after. There's a lot of responsibilities. That, that could have like a, a real impact. But then that could have a negative impact um, on how you know, that uh, on how it's reported and everything as well, if they're ruining people's lives. Um, imprisonment, have we, have we got any space in prisons? And I don't think we do. We'd have to build more prisons first, wouldn't we? And then even to force people to do it, if if on mass people just went, nah, <laughs> um, well, uh, there aren't enough people to force people <laughs> to do it. Um, and and it, would, it would just all lead to civil unrest, basically. Um, more resistance because people double down on it and then 
Um, as we saw with like BLM riots and all of that, it would just be violence. As soon as you know, as soon as there's a there's a big pushback on something, it ends in violence, isn't it? But um, but imagine there was this widespread refusal. Not just like not just um, a couple of hundred people saying, or even not just a couple of thousand people, but millions of people going no. Um, I think. I think the, the that collective kind of action of everybody, there's a power in the people, isn't there? And it would put it would it would put significant pressure on the government. I reckon that they would end up having to just abandon it completely. Um, but again, how 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 do they manipulate people into um you know how do they use propaganda? What do they do? Do they have to stage an event that'll convince people that'll get wow. that sort of gather support? Well, you've got like the 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 fear of war, haven't you? Maybe, maybe, but I don't think that it's too all too far away, isn't it? Because oh, it's just Russia and Ukraine. No, I'm not worried about that. Until you've yeah. got like troops coming and bombing our cities and things, it's hard to motivate your population. Sweden, yeah. I think, have started to mobilise their armies a little bit, but they're all along the borders of that area. Yeah. where it's a little bit more... But we're like a little island miles away. And it's a case of, to me, like the most likely attacks would be long-range rockets or nukes or something. Yeah. But even then, I'm not that worried about nukes as much as what I was before because um, that's game over, apparently. There are 12,000 nukes in the world. Um, and if one started to nuke us, there'd be retaliations already nuking them. I, I think that's just isn't a likely scenario. Um, yeah, but it's and, funny and that also, the, the doom sorry, the doomsday clock has been set, I think, 90 minutes to midnight. The doomsday clock, so that's like the closest. Is it 90 seconds? Is it 90 it seconds? Is something like that? Is that how sure it works? It was 90 minutes because. Oh, I mean, for the heavy metal fans amongst you, you'd probably want it to go back to two minutes to midnight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I knew you'd get the reference. The, um, yeah, Google it. It's ninety minutes or ninety seconds to midnight, and it's like the closest we've ever got to World War. Oh uh, no, but it hasn't moved much though. Even with, even with uh, all these different wars and stuff, it hasn't moved much. So I, I wouldn't. It's been like that for a while. It hasn't, you know, nothing's made it any worse. It kind of goes back to the point that you made earlier about we've always had wars going on. There's always been proxy wars. There's always been this and yeah. that going on. I um, remember and... panicking about Iraq in the 90s, thinking, oh, my yeah. God, they're going to gas us with mass weapons of destructions or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, that, the, no, I think the Gulf War in the 90s, wasn't I? Yeah, sorry, the Gulf War. Oh, I yeah, was, it was worried yeah. about that. I thought they're going to nuke us. To, to, oh, my God. Oh, desert storm and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'm like I'm used to it. It's like Afghanistan, Iraq. um, You had Syria. Uh, It's constant, constant. Well, funny enough, there was um, there are examples of um, successful resistance to conscription. Um, Mm. There was anti-war movements in the USA during the Vietnam War. Oh yeah, Um, huge. And widespread opposition to conscription in Russia during the 1990s too, um, and so these examples sort of they uh, it sort of demonstrated like a collective action 
and like the, the public, if we all, you know, are on the same page and we all work together, we can actually affect big changes like that. So a lot of people think that's just out of our hands. Governments, and they do largely, governments just make decisions, do what they want, make a load of money for their mates in the uh, in just in the in the in the, in the weapons trade and um, or whatever or whatever other trade uh, is going on at the time and um, and yeah it, it it feels like you know the the normal citizen doesn't really have much of a choice but actually um, there's more of us than them. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I'm planning on just getting a bunker or uh, somewhere right in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and then hunkering down and wait it all out and emerge in twenty years when things have calmed down to find out it's still the same stuff going on. Well, what, what, I don't know what listeners think, but how about on the next podcast we talk about um, how to what uh, prepping? That's what it's called, isn't it? Oh, how do we? Yeah, that's a popular one. Yeah, yeah. How do, like let's let's talk about what we what we would personally do um, to prep or even yeah, it has to be prep, doesn't it? But what we would personally do to uh, to look after ourselves should should something go wrong. Yeah, um, I, I could I could give you a nice overview of my um, me vegetable uh, growing vegetable and fruit growing endeavors, which have it's January, so I've already got things growing. Uh, my my under the stairs cupboard full of tinned meat ready, oh. tins of spam. <laughs> I've beef. got quite a few. I've got quite a lot of tins of. Uh, a fish, you know, like sardines and stuff. I love a good tin of sardines. Oh, there you go. So, um, I haven't got like piles of them, but I've got quite a few, and I just eat them every so often as well. And then, and then I'm like, oh, I better top them up. Yeah. But, um, but thinking about this, so this really, when it comes down to it, doesn't matter what anybody thinks, whether they would be up for it or not, sort of thing. But if they introduce conscription, I reckon that we'd have protests. Um, there'd be legal challenges. There'd be um, even like civil disobedience, basically, is what we've been talking about. Um, and the outcome of all that would drag on. Uh, so any kind, I reckon, any kind of conscription would wouldn't be an immediate thing anyway. Can you imagine they go right next week? It begins. It'd be like, whoa, hold on a minute, no, legal. <laughs> It'd be years before anything um, actually gets done. Um, and and then it then it would come down to like you know the government's willingness to compromise um, or even just give up on it you know it, it would the government work for the people so you know if the people don't want something or they do want something they should they should support um, the people. But what do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think they'd get away with conscription. I think there'd be protests, legal challenge, medical conditions. I've got long COVID symptoms coming out. Oh, um, everyone would end up with long COVID. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I've, I've got, got it too. I've, I, like I said, I've got ME because that you describe your symptoms, they can't test for it. So to me, if you want to get out of the military, I can't. I've got ME. That's I, didn't, I didn't know that about that. Well, yeah, interesting. It's a lot of people are saying they've got long COVID, long COVID, but the symptoms for long COVID are the same symptoms as what you'd get for ME. But I think doctors are very reluctant to give you a diagnosis of ME 
um, and they've got to go by your symptoms and medical history to out, like, rule out anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was because I was, I, was, I was only interested in like the long COVID stuff, and I'm like, those symptoms are the same as ME. So Ugh. that's food for thought. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. That's just what we think. What do you think? Um, let us know in, in comments on, on the various platforms. And um, I'm keeping an eye on things, see if, see if uh, it'd be interesting to see what kind of feedback we get. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at um, Nerds Talk Crap. I got that right this time. Yeah. Um, I always get confused with Twitter handles. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Anything else, Kev? Just thinking that if you read that nerds talk crap, it could be nerd stalk crap. (laughs) (laughs) That's just sick. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) It sounds like a headline. Nerd stalk crap. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd grandfather of 20 (laughs) (laughs) brilliant well you've been listening to Kevin Steve on Nerds Talk 2 subscribe to our podcast we are on Apple Spotify uh, Audible Mobilecast YouTube Rumble everywhere and you can everywhere and you can also find my stuff at stevensweeney.co.uk check out my comic book at bringcasefiles.com check out my music at unfoldedworld.com Kev uh, kevingrovefiction.co.uk check out my books on Amazon buy them and I'm yeah. sure if you ask nicely Kev will sign them for you as well and review them <laughs> yeah do some reviews yeah. I did one it just started off by saying this book is rubbish now I'm only joking Kev I like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm wasting, until... that's right 20 minutes of my life I'll never get back <laughs> reading that <laughs> Uh, 20 minutes to read a book but there we are yeah take a bit longer than that yeah I didn't get past the first chapter that's 20 minutes of my life I'll never get back there we are there we are Uh, until next time see you all later